Welcome to No One Is Safe, a podcast about books, life, and where the truth can be stranger than fiction. I'm your host, Elizabeth Gazzari. Welcome back to No One Is Safe. We're going on a journey, so buckle up. To start February, I was still living in New Jersey at the house of a friend. I was still going to book club in the Wayne Library. Uh, For the winter months, they actually do it virtually, so I was able to stay connected through January, February, March, and it should have been April too, but they actually went back uh, to in-person. They only do it for the winter months, so I did miss April, but books that I read for that book club or the book that I read for that book club was Magpie Murders by Anthony Horowitz. So we'll touch on that. I also then started Satan's Affair and Haunting Adeline by H.G. Carlton. So those are going to be a big focus of this podcast and my reviews on those books. And by this podcast, I mean this podcast episode. We're also going to talk about my trip to PA, Ohio, and Indiana. I don't know why poor Pennsylvania had to get abbreviated for that, but we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about the no one is safe. That one is an interesting one for a whole plethora of reasons. I don't know how many of those reasons we'll get into, but we will definitely get into it. So where do we begin? I guess we will begin with Such Sharp Teeth from last week's episode. It's by Rachel Harrison. It's the story of a girl who goes back to her hometown Again, really reflective and mirroring here, uh, unintentionally too, of my life journey and the books I'm reading. This girl goes back to her hometown. She ends up getting bitten by a werewolf. Her sister's pregnant and recently single, about to give birth. And it's the story of their journeys and the changes they are going through in order to fulfill their journeys. I recommended it to my friend who was giving birth. Uh, Her baby was born in March, coincidentally. It was described to me as a horror book, uh, but then reading it, there was not, for me, there wasn't enough horror. The the scariest, the horriest part, which sounds terrible, but the scariest part for me was Scarlett's pregnancy, but that's because I do not want children. I do not want to make them. I don't want to have them, um, at least of my own. If one day I want to become an amazing stepmom or an amazing foster mom, my retirement plan is to actually take the time to do a foster program or be a foster parent rather for adolescents who are getting close to aging out of the program but need some guidance on their way out, just like general life skill stuff. And also so they know they have a home. That is my retirement plan, uh, or at least when I get a little more stable and you know secure in my finances and living situation. But like me having an actual child is not what I want. It is not what I want at all. And therefore being pregnant terrifies the absolute shit out of me. So in terms of horror, I would say that, you know, such sharp teeth is not necessarily, I understand why it's in the horror genre. I just, because it was horror, the way it was presented, I was waiting for blood and guts and gore or, you know, scare you in the middle of the night terror. This one was more, oh my God, my body is changing and WTF. Like my sister's about to have a baby. How am I going to respond to being around a baby? How can I 
have this relationship that I may or may not want? Like, how does this all work together? And so I enjoyed it. I thought it was nice. I wouldn't call it horror per se, or at least when I told my friend about it, like I didn't, I told her, I don't think it's a horror book. It's just a book about a girl becoming a werewolf is how I described it. There was some more detail. She read it. She loved it. She absolutely loved it. So maybe it's my own fault for having preconceived notions of what horror or the horror genre is. I liked it. I think I would have liked it more if my expectations were set accordingly, but three slash four star book, enjoyed it. Magpie Murders by Anthony Horowitz. I really enjoyed. I thought it was great. I loved that it was a story inside of a story. Compelling characters. I can't wait to read the next book in that series because I think it ended up becoming a series. And now we get to Satan's Affair. Not that I rushed through the other books to talk about Satan's Affair, but Satan's Affair was written by H.D. Carlton, who, as I understand it, lives in Ohio. Ohio happened to be on my list of places to go. So to give some context and backstory here, way back in 2022, when I was starting the process of breaking up with my boyfriend, one of the things I thought would be really good for us was for me to have my own space. I couldn't seem to break up with him. It wasn't going well. So I wanted to up and relocate. I was going to get an apartment. I did get an apartment in Indiana, specifically in Bloomington, It was this college town. It had a downtown area. It looked beautiful on paper. I had never been to Indiana, but I sure as shit wanted this apartment. I wanted this new phase of life. I wanted to be able to see if getting back to my roots and getting back to my happy would help our relationship or if it would solidify my, no, it's better for me to be alone. And I really did. I really meant it when I said, like, I'll go and I will see if this helps, if this makes me feel whole, if this is everything I needed to be so I can come back and actually try to really get this relationship back on track. But he didn't love the idea of me going and living somewhere else for six months. So I ended up canceling the whole shebang. Ironically, I then canceled our relationship after that. So who knows? Shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? but I wanted to see Bloomington, Indiana. Bloomington, Indiana from New Jersey is like a 12-hour drive, maybe like 11 hours and 30 minutes, but it's somewhere in that ballpark. And that's a long drive to do straight shop by yourself, especially when you only get a finite amount of PTO time. So again, I was at my previous company. My manager was super flexible with me about understanding that I was going to leave a little early this day, but I would make up the time over here. And he was very flexible with me, which was amazing because I didn't want to have to take a day off of work and use my PTO time if I was going to have to take that time, my PTO time to move. Because moving, as most people know, is one of the most stressful things you can do in life. Plus, it takes a lot of resources. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. There's a lot going on. So I wanted to save as many of my finite PTO time as possible. There's only a very finite amount of it. It's not a lot. (laughs) wanted to make sure I saved it. I was talking to my supervisor and I was like, okay, I'm going to leave here at this day. I'm going to leave at this time. I'm going to drive to... Ohio, because there's this town called Fairborn, and they have, you know how most towns do like this big Christmas thing? Well, they do Halloween and Christmas, and it looks right up my alley, and I was all excited. And my manager was like, Elizabeth? I was like, yeah. He goes, it's still like a seven-hour drive. I was like, what? Like, yeah, seven, nine hours. You should probably look into that, because that's a long stretch for you to drive after work, even with leaving early. 
especially if you're making up the time and like trying to, you know, finagle your schedule. He goes, have you ever considered stopping in Pennsylvania? And I was like, no, because no offense to everyone of Pennsylvania's fine, fine residents, including myself now. So, you know, spoiler alert. I just never thought of moving to Pennsylvania. My experiences with Pennsylvania were always not the Poconos, but like the small backwood town behind the Poconos where, you know, when I went in, I think it was 2022, I like took a weekend to myself and I found this cabin, super neat on Airbnb, absolutely gorgeous. To get to it, it was a dirt road that wasn't on a GPS. The house on the right looked like something out of a horror movie. It had all of the furniture and fixins and campers, trailers, lawn chairs, baby dolls, like everything on the front lawn, including a hunting blind a little further down the property that faced the road, the dirt road that was not listed on GPS. Oh, I had an auxiliary trailer as well. An auxiliary trailer just like out of some horror movie. So then across the street was a massive house that someone was obviously going to build and then stopped one day, whether it was resources or whatever the case may be. So there's a half-built house with like concrete and beams and looks scary as shit with a house that looks like it's from a horror movie. Down the path is this little cabin that I loved and was so excited. And there was some metal structure. It was either art or a piece of like a broken off trailer that was rusted or a ritual sacrifice thing. It could have been made of bone. I don't know. Someone told me it was metal. I still think maybe it was bone. Either way, gave me a lot of scary vibes and I was into it. I was here for it. I was quite excited to be there. It gave me everything I needed that weekend. It scared me so much that I wrote a whole bunch of stories from that weekend. So that was pretty cool. Either way, I've now gone down a very, very far side path. So bringing it back to where we were going, I had never considered Pennsylvania. My supervisor said to me, listen, there's this little town called Lewisburg. I think you'd really like it. It has the small town charm you're looking for. There's a college there. It's Bucknell. Just go check it out. Even if it's just a stopover point, it'll be easier for you for driving. But I rerouted my trip and I did Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, Fairborn, Ohio, Bloomington, Indiana. I set out. I was supposed to go with one of my very good friends. Actually, at this point, he's one of my two best friends. So we were supposed to go together, but that didn't pan out. I was so happy that like I had rerouted my trip because now instead of taking a two-part drive by myself, long hours, not being able to take PTO, I now had three stops that were evenly spaced out so I could do this trip by myself. It became manageable. So I'm driving. I have zero expectations for Pennsylvania. I'm really excited for Ohio. I cannot wait for Bloomington. I'm open to any possibility. I know that maybe I'll get to Bloomington and not love it. I've never been to Ohio. I didn't know anything about Ohio. I'm making a left. I'm on the phone with my best friend. I'm making a left into town. And I don't know what he was talking about. He was in the middle of a story. And I said to him, I'm not listening. It's like, I don't know what you're saying to me. The light posts. You should see the light posts lampposts, whatever they're called. I was so excited because before me were these old, tiny, beautiful, like clearly at some point they had been iron or whatever metal turns green with oxidation, but now they're green. That's what it looked like at night. 
They have these big, beautiful bulbs with soft light. They're round. I'm making a left onto a bridge, so there's like water. And it just, it was breathtaking. And that was the moment to beat. For all the other towns, that became the precedent and the moment to beat. Again, spoiler alert, I ended up in Pennsylvania. So, you know, definitely a high, high marker that no one else quite hit. But it was great. I stayed in this little Airbnb, super tiny, super cute. It fit my personality to a T. Like I just, I loved it. It was charming and quaint and funky and just brilliant. Loved it. So I felt at home there. I packed up the next day and I went to Ohio. Well, let me tell you, Pennsylvania is a massive state and there's a lot of driving between here and I'm only like an hour and a half into Pennsylvania if you're leaving New Jersey. So to get to the other side and then get into Ohio is quite far. Really, it is quite, quite far. And I made the most of it. I had a fun time. I only got lost once, by the way, on this entire road trip to and from Indiana. But Ohio, my first thought pulling into Fairborn, Ohio, was that I had either driven into like a cult town or some supernatural type shit. There were no less than five churches of four different denominations. And one thing that was either a church or a massage parlor, I'm still not sure. I don't know. But that was just within the first, like, I think I said five minutes. It might have been within the first, like, 10 seconds of driving down the street. Then, and for some reason, that makes me panic because once you get past this, the sign that says welcome to town and then that's as many churches, it makes me think that there's a lot of evil that they needed to, to expedite out, uh, exercise out. So now I'm driving. Then I see what I think might be the center of a town, but also could very well just be a dead end or perhaps like the part of town that you don't drive into because there was like every other building was like boarded up. So I don't know, perhaps I drove into the wrong side of Fairborn. Perhaps it was because it was late and at nighttime and, you know, overactive imagination girl over here. So there was like a group of kids hanging outside this one hot dog place. And I was confused because the hot dog place was closed, but the lights were on. I don't know. I've made my way to where I was going. I pulled in. As I'm pulling down the street, I'm trying to get a grip on myself and tell myself to stop being so ridiculous. And I see it at the very end of the street. There's a fucking bonfire. And by bonfire, I mean it is like a trash bin or whatever, like a fire bin. I don't know if fire bins are real, but it was in a metal trash bin looking type thing with, I think it had a lid. There was just fire and a lawn chair at the edge of the driveway looking onto the street with nothing else to look on because behind, so it was like a dead end. So behind the dead end, there was like a little section of grass and behind that was like an airplane company or school bus company. So I don't know what they were looking at. Maybe they were just having some s'mores outside on the front part of their lawn. But at this point now, my overactive imagination is out of control. I, I park my car. I avoid the bonfire. I ignore the fact that I'm pretty sure I see a neighbor walking outside across the street, hanging out by his car. I'm like, nope, I'm just going inside. So I grab my bags. I go inside. It is the most beautiful Airbnb on the inside that I think I've ever seen. One of the fanciest, nicest, up-to-date, gorgeous, extravagant kitchens with like a luxurious couch, a fancy fireplace, uh, TV stand type deal, wood everywhere, wood paneling everywhere, a little bar area. 
the fancy, fancy sink bowls, you know, so it's like a bowl, but it's a sink and it's clear and it's glass and it's a waterfall trickle as opposed to like a faucet faucet. It is a breathtakingly beautiful Airbnb. And I just remember thinking to myself, well, at least if I'm getting murdered in Ohio, it's a beautiful place to have it happen in. So I make it through my first night. The next day, I'm like, I'm going to read. It's pouring outside. I can't go explore town. Quite frankly, I have the heebie-jeebies and don't want to explore town. So this works for me. This works for me. So I'm sitting on the couch. I start reading this book. It's called Satan's Affair. Again, H.G. Carlton wrote it. If you check my Goodreads, I think I ended up giving it like four or five stars. I'm 64 pages in. This main character, it's a novella. So I think it's like only 117 pages. This main character has already gotten off twice. Two, pe- One person has definitely been murdered. I think a second person might have been murdered at this point. And there is a gangbang. I'm talking like five dudes, one girl. And I had to read it twice because I couldn't figure out where the fifth guy went. I had him. I knew where he was. I lost him. I went back and reread it a couple of times. Now, again, I'm on page 64. I started thinking that there was going to be like, oh, I'm like, maybe this is going to happen with the plotter. Oh, I wonder if this is going to be X, Y, and Z. And so I have these plot points in my head that I'm thinking like, maybe these are going to happen. And by page 64, I was like, maybe it's just straight smut. I'm like, maybe there's no actual plot line here because of how much smut there is. I will tell you this much. I fucking loved it. It ended up being so cool. There's a plot twist. There's some story. It had interesting characters. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I read it that day and I just like, I kept thinking about it. It's like, hmm, I wonder what happened here. I wonder, I wonder. And it like, it just, it sat in my brain. I ended up really, really enjoying it. And there was a plot. I think I got a little sidetracked or distracted by the smut because it was really the first I'm going to call it the first like dark romance. I don't really know. I think actually Satan's Affair is like a psychological romance or a psychological thriller, but it was the first book I read with that level of smut and that level of graphicness, but also like graphic for gore and also graphic for sex. There are trigger warnings in both Hunting and Haunting Adeline. I don't remember if there were any for Satan's Affair. I think there were, if I'm not mistaken, but I loved it. I loved it. I recommend it. If you read through the summary and read through the trigger warnings, at least definitely for haunting and hunting, I would recommend it. That is my humble opinion here. Um, But I was reading it in Ohio, and I just remember sitting there on this really fancy couch thinking to myself, Ohioans are fucked up, and I kind of like it. Because I I did a terrible job of telling this part of the story, but the three things that I know about Ohio, one, there's an amazing bookstore there, highly recommend, we'll tell you about it in a second. Two, H.G. Carlton's from Ohio. Actually, maybe I know more than three. We'll count them out. We'll do all the facts I know about Ohio. H.G. Carlton's from Ohio and writes really fucked up but really good books, and I love it and enjoy it. I've read three of her so far, well, two books and one novella. We'll talk about all of them later, or at least finish talking about them. Uh, The creepy guy from Victoria's Secret lives in Ohio. So I realize that sarcastic faces don't really translate well in podcasts, but you can all put your own face in there. Ohio is for lovers. 
And uh, there's a couple really popular cities from Ohio, including Dayton, Columbus. Huh. Okay, well, then those are all the facts I know about Ohio. So I'm still open-minded to Ohio being a really cool place. I actually will say, like, while Fairborn wasn't for me, I did stop at a different Ohio town to look at a different bookstore. And that town was really neat. It was much more in line with what I was looking for in a town. And it looked, it had a beautiful bookstore. It had really nice people. It had a great sandwich place. And it had more of a defined center of town. So maybe I just went to the wrong place or went at the wrong time or didn't also properly get my bearings because that does happen, especially when you're looking for something as specific as I was. I wanted a Hallmark movie with none of the love story. I wanted that small town street where you could walk to everything. So I think that maybe Ohio didn't get a fair shot per se. Um, So it's still on my list of places to maybe check more out of or check out more of, but there are other places I want to go back to first or explore first. That is my review of Satan's Affair and my plug to go read it. Haunting Adeline, I will tell you, I really enjoyed that book as well. I did have a harder time. It was my first book of dark romance where, you know, there wasn't a clear cut and dry black and white, so to speak, this morally gray character of stalking, but also loving someone to where, you know, you you want to, you have to stalk them to make them part of your life and being attracted to someone and, you know, where does stalking become okay? So I think once I peeled back my brain a little bit and was like, okay, this is fiction. Let's just delve into it. I liked it. I did actually enjoy hunting Adeline more. That's the second one. We'll talk about that for March. But I definitely did enjoy haunting Adeline. I liked the interactions. I liked the characters. I liked the plot twist. I liked the way it was written. It had a lot of good things about it. For me, at least, I really enjoyed it. There are a ton of trigger warnings, so make sure you read those first. I will say I loved the sex scene. I know that sex scenes, there were a lot of them. I know that everyone is like really quick to harp on the gun scene. Gun scene was cool. A lot of questions. With that being said, the House of Mirrors scene, that's it. Done. Sign me up, Buttercup. Holy shitballs, Batman. Wow. So definitely another four or five-star book. Highly recommend, definitely highly rated in my opinion. I enjoyed it. It was the first dark romance I really delved into. Like I said, Satan's Affair isn't necessarily a dark romance, but it is the novella or like the pre, I guess it's like the, it's not a prequel. It's like the novella that comes, I think that you should read it before you read Haunting Adeline and Hunting Adeline. I just think it adds to the story. So it's not a prequel per se. It actually comes in when you're reading Haunting Adeline, you can see where it fits in. So it's definitely interesting, I think. But I also, I don't know, I recommend it. I like it. I think it ties everything together really nicely. And again, both of them really gear you up for Hunting Adeline, which for me is the best one in the whole bunch. So that is my recap on books, my recap on what I did. I visited PA, Ohio, Bloomington. Bloomington was cool. I liked it. There's a bookstore that I would gladly move there for, but it just didn't have exactly what I wanted. You know, I'm at the point in my life where I don't want to settle. I never wanted to settle. I think I accidentally settled in some aspects or just thought that my reach only went so far and I'm not doing that again. So when I picked 
Pennsylvania, it was because it felt like the right thing. It felt like the right move. I could say yes to myself and really spread my wings and stretch and fly and soar. So that is what we're doing. We are going to talk about the no one is safe for the month of February. The story is long strokes, even pressure. It's interesting to me that one, I went back and reread it this morning and we could definitely tweak it up a little bit and clarify some of the language early on. But the story itself, I enjoyed. I liked it. It was like a wholesome little slice of inappropriate life, I guess is how I'm going to say it. It's about two college kids who had gone to high school together. One of them had like something happened to her at the end of the year that made her kind of leery. But now you kind of find out how everyone in the story, all the main characters are linked, so to speak. And two of them end up hooking up. The class that they're in, where they end up hooking up in the actual classroom, is wood class or shop class. I guess it's shop class. It's a wood shop class. Anyway, so what they're learning how to do is make doors. Uh, When we, This is one of the stories that I had written a little bit before I actually posted it to my website. So Long Strokes, Even Pressure was posted in February of 2023. It was written before that. But I think what's so interesting to me is the fact that I wrote this story because of a door. I realize a door isn't a person, but my, we were friends at the time. He's now become more or less my best friend. Again, I have two best friends and I love both of them. So I'm happy and grateful that they're in my life. At the time, we weren't quite as close as we are now, but he works with doors and lumber and windows and wood. And I wanted to fix the door in the house that I bought with my ex-boyfriend. So the one bedroom didn't have a door. It was the one we used as a guest bedroom. I wanted to have a door. It wasn't high on the priority list. We had gotten two ceiling fans from my parents as housewarming gifts. My ex-boyfriend, his cousin's ex-husband is an electrician. And so he called him over and set the whole thing up to get the ceiling fans installed. I felt kind of removed from the process. And at like this point we had, you know, it was our house. And I thought we both wanted to do things together to make it our house. And, you know, it was a nice gesture, but I just kind of felt a little left out. And I also, I know that if I had done it, if I had taken the initiative to do it by myself, he would have had something to say. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to be upset about it. I want that door fixed. It's important to me. I'm going to do it. So I measured. I ordered the doors. I got the hinges. I went to install it. I did it. I did it all by myself. The door went to close and it just wouldn't fucking fit by like a nail hair, a hair, the hair of a nail, whatever you want to say. It just, mm, it wouldn't close. So I called my friend who does doors and lumber and wood and stuff. And I was like, dude, what the fuck do I do? What do I do? And he was like, well, you have to shave it, it sounds like. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to, mostly because I don't know how. So he actually volunteered to help me, and we talked about it, and he was like, look, I'll just, I'll come help. So we set up a date and time. Now, perspective, I wanted to surprise my then-boyfriend, ex-boyfriend now, so I shut our security cameras off the day I picked up the doors from the top of the block, parked my car went inside with two doors, put them in my office, went back to my car, drove around the block, turned the security cameras back on. So all that was filmed was me pulling my car in and walking inside. 
because I just wanted it to be a surprise and I didn't want him to like see me bringing in doors and know that I was having the door redone. So now I'm working on it. I'm doing it. I'm all excited. I had to blow up my own surprise spot. So it ended up being really great. Like my friend was able to come and help or our friend, he is friends with both of us. So our friend was able to come and help. We got the door done, but it was just, he was explaining it to me. We were out back. It was me, my ex-boyfriend and our friend actually standing there. My ex-boyfriend was having a cigarette while uh, my friend and I were working on the door and he said it. He was so earnestly trying to explain like how you're supposed to use the door shaver. Maybe it's because I'm like a 12-year-old. I just heard all of the pervy, pervy things about stroking and long strokes and even pressure and getting it tight against and I don't know. So this story comes wholly from the fact that like I'm immature and I wanted to build a door and the door caused me problems and now voila, we have a story called long strokes and even pressure. There is a door to the guest bedroom in Wayne. It is not painted, but I installed that B and I did a lot of it myself and I was very excited and it turned out great. So I was just really happy to have it done. So yeah, that is going to wrap up the no one is safe component. In this case, I guess it's a combination of a door and a friend and also my ex-boyfriend because very quickly I would like it noted that he did have a lot to say about the fact that I took the initiative to do the door by myself up until the very moment where I pointed out that he did the same thing with the ceiling fan and all of a sudden that conversation and that narrative changed a little bit. So if you're in a relationship where you think that like you can't or you feel like you can't do something because your partner's going to say something or think something or whatever the case may be, stay true to you. That is my only advice. Like either call them out on it because most bullies are just like, just like most bullies. If you just bark back a little bit, they stop, they knock it off. They don't mean to. I mean, I can't speak for everyone. I know my ex-boyfriend never meant to come across like that, but that's how it constantly came across to me. So part of that is my perception. Part of that is my own insecurities. But what I'm saying is if you're in a situation that sounds similar, just remember like you be yourself, you do you, you be the badass you are. And if you're not hurting anyone or hurting your relationship or doing anything bad or deceitful or deceptive or devious, apparently we love D words today. If you're not doing anybody else, then do you take the time to get that door, learn something new, learn a new skill, install the door, ask for help, learn when to ask for help. Or you could probably be less dramatic, another D word. I tend to be dramatic. So talk to your partner and just say like, hey, this is what you did with the ceiling fan. This is what I want to do with the door. I could easily do the same thing, but I want to talk to you about it. And I want us to be a team. I want us to be on the same page. So that's my unprofessional, unsolicited advice. Those are my thoughts. Because as we've talked about, no one is just one thing. I love books. I love writing. I love reading. I apparently also love woodworking and doors. And I I genuinely do. Like, I want to learn how to build so many things with wood. So no one is just one thing. No one is just one hobby. And in my life, no one is safe. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to No One Is Safe. 
This podcast, just like my writing, means so much to me, and I am so thankful for everyone on the journey. If you've enjoyed episodes so far, please consider liking, subscribing, sharing, and reviewing wherever you get your favorite podcasts. To read my short stories, go to elizabethskazari.com. You can also sign up for the newsletter, which will provide you access to one exclusive short story a month. You can also follow me on Instagram at Author. I hope that all of the content I provide you with brings you joy, as well as a certain level of uncertainty, maybe even some chills. Thank you so much again for being on this journey with me. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Just remember, no one is safe.